0: There's a discomfort in just change in doing something differently because it does, it means that we're thinking differently and then we're feeling differently and then we're being differently and difference doesn't, isn't comfortable all the time, even if logically, you know, you want that difference and you can imagine a much better version of your life if you were different.
1: Kia ora Welcome to the pocket coach podcast. I'm your host as always, Kieran Headley, and we have a very special guest on this podcast today this is a guest of the past but also of the present of the past because we're starting a new series called bites and this is the first episode of the series and of course because we want to kick this off with a bang we've decided to gather an extract from our most popular episode that we've ever done on the show and it's with the one and only the holistic psychologist Dr. Nicole Lepera, who is an author of an amazing book called How to Do the Work. She is uh, the one that coined the term self-healing as both a hashtag and a movement uh, and has brought to light some new uh, modes of therapy amongst traditional psychology because she is, in fact, a clinical psychologist. And from my understanding, she was one of the first Uh, that actually successfully brought to light a lot of these new coined new uh, mindfulness methods that we now see today as rampant. And she really started this movement. In fact, she's been on some of the biggest podcasts known uh, that you might've even heard of. And We were lucky enough to get her on the show at a much earlier stage. In fact, I worked with her uh, at the end of 2018, start of 2019 briefly, because I was suffering tremendous anxiety at the time. And yeah, she was willing to come on the show. And uh, this is a beautiful 12-minute snippet of um, some beautiful insights around consciousness, mindfulness how to do the work on yourself uh, based on some beautiful insights that she goes ahead that she goes ahead and shares. So yeah, I would highly recommend listening to this episode. Um, definitely take some notes. Uh, I, I honestly, even though I haven't listened to this snippet in a while, that's absolutely spectacular and certainly has aged well. In fact, uh, this kind of content is timeless. So without further ado, enjoy the episode with Dr. Nicole. Are there any sort of beginner things that you would love to um, sort of talk about um, just briefly, even touch on just some tips for someone that is just sort of at that point in their life where they're like, okay, I feel depressed, I feel anxious, I just want to change this? What do, I, what do I start with, where do I start?
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm. So the body piece, the foundational body piece, that tool I always give is nutrition. The foundational mind tool I always give is a meditation or a mindfulness practice. So incredibly, hugely important for so awesome. many reasons. Um, the first of all is a lot of us spend way too much time thinking. Um, so being able to shift our, change our relationship with our thoughts. And I say that specifically, because I think a lot of people have the false belief that a meditation practice or a mindfulness practice zens us out and we're relaxed and our thoughts go away. And there's actually this ideal, you know, nirvana in our heads where we're thought free. That never happens. We never have control over our thoughts. What we have control over though, is how long we spend with them and what we do with them. And a lot of our, especially when we're talking anxiety, a a lot of our anxieties originate because we're spending way too much time In our heads, a lot of our depression, we're thinking thinking about the past and ruminating and beating ourselves up or worrying about tomorrow or next year or the uncertainty of the future, right? So meditation, developing the ability to have a space between our thoughts and us is so hugely important. I always kind of word it like this, a lot of us live under the dictatorship of our thoughts. So what they say is how I feel and what I do. And not always is that chain of events giving us the optimal life that we want. Mm. So having a meditative practice is a hugely important first step in that direction. Um, What does a meditative practice, practice mean? it means sitting with our thoughts. Whether we have a guided meditation, there's a great amount of apps out there, and YouTube is a wealth of knowledge. We pop in our headphones, we sit, someone talks us through how to meditate, or whether or not we're sitting quietly in a room and we're just bringing our body to calm and we're we're having our thoughts happen and we're refocusing our attention to our breath. Anything of that sort, learning how to separate ourselves from our thoughts is a huge important first step. And it's important for another reason, because a lot of the reasons why we're stuck is back to that programming that we were talking about earlier, right? All of those things I've downloaded over the course of my life, these patterns of behaving in the world that aren't helping me, all of that happens when I'm not paying attention. It's the perfect examples, right? We're driving our car home, I got home safe, I'm alive, I'm putting my key in my front door, but I don't remember that whole drive home. Who drove the car, right? My my unconscious drove the car, my subconscious, yeah. the program that knows how to drive a car and keep me safe and maybe even change the radio channel, but I wasn't <laughs> there. I was in my mind, yeah. right? That is where our problems or our stuckness mm. often originates. So another thing that helps us in terms of mindfulness, it helps us activate the the frontal lobe part of our brain, which is actually the part of our brain that makes us human and that has choice. Mm. So the more mindless we are, the more we're gonna just lay into that rut, into those patterns that aren't helping, the more I activate consciousness and awareness and choice, the more I can choose something new for myself so it's, ho- it's hugely important when we're talking about change for yeah. that reason too because we have to be so conscious each moment so that we can keep making those different choices
1: I love that and and would you say that's exactly why and I th- I th- I, th- I don't know the answer to this but um mm-hmm. like is that why we always end up in the same poor situation whether it's in a relationship whether it's in a yeah. business choice whether it's in you know exact, like studying for an exam whatever it is yeah just that yes, subconscious yes. getting stuck in the mind yeah, it's
0: yeah. Just, oh, except, I mean, think about it like this. So what happens is we, our brain fires, mm. right? Something happens in our world. Our brain fires thoughts, meanings, which result in feelings, which mm. result in behaviors. Mm. This is what, if, you ever, if anyone out there has ever heard of the concept of neural network or neurons that fire together, wire together. Maybe you've heard of this kind of concept being talked about. That's what we're talking about that's just literally on steroids. So each time that similar thing happens or each time I go into that similar context, like a relationship say, Mm. those things are just gonna be what fires if we're not paying attention. Mm. We, however, the being that is you, that is Kieran, that is me, Nicole, whatever you guys call it out there, right? the spirit, the soul, the thing that's not that, actually has much more control than it feels it has Mm. so that's where we start to practice mindfulness because that's where we can start to refire in a different way and start to literally then be a different way in these relationships but if we're not paying attention we're just going to repeat those same same patterns so a lot of people are stuck not because they're not doing the right things, but because of their mind.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that is so powerful. And, um, I, I, I've heard that it's also, there's also a known development in that frontal cortex through meditation. It actually helps develop it, um, to the sense where it becomes, that allows it to become more powerful. So, you would really be more conscious in your decisions and actually instead of always going for choice A, you would actually be able to go for B, C or D, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That.
0: Every time you're doing that, you're firing that up. I love that you brought that up. And then each time you practice that, that makes that a little bit easier the next time. That can literally become a habit. I know when people, so anyone out there who's going to start a meditation practice, this does not happen overnight. Yeah. You don't meditate yeah. no. once and you don't you don't get it. You know? <laughs> I, I always tell people, yeah. That's my first. That's my first kind of uh, yeah. uh, my kind of my first like you know just make sure. But my second thing is this is an overwhelming practice, and I think it. a lot of people avoid it because sitting mm. with their thoughts is very distressing and anxiety-provoking. Mm. So my second suggestion out there for anyone who wants to try it start literally with a minute and two minutes of this don't think you're going to meditate for 10 15 20 minutes or a whole day of silent i mean that is crazy you're not going to do that Mm. you need to start so small because it is overwhelming and because it is a practice but to speak to your point it is one that the more we tap into it just like we strengthen this not helpful network Mm. we can start to literally train our brain to work differently Mm.
1: i love that and um and what um what you said about the whole um the whole idea of actually just being stuck and always always just kind of going back to the exact same thing is just it's just so true like it's just really what the society is that we're in today and um that sort of leads on to my next question which is um the idea that we're really almost addicted to our problems would you say that's obviously that's obviously part of it but would you say there's also another reason why we always seem to want to create these problems for ourselves is there like a safety or a comfort in that
0: yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I, the first the yes, that what I just said extends to this, right? Mm. The more we fire that network mm. of thoughts, feelings, behaving in the world, the more likely that that's going to be our autopilot that mm. we go into. And also we get so used to being us to put mm. it simply and bluntly, right? We get used to the feeling of us. So in a sense, we kind of are, we gravity, our brains, gravity, I actually propose of us to towards familiarity, even if it's not comfortable, it's just what we're used to. Mm. So I think there's a sort of a emotional kind of physiology. So what emotions are They're Energy that goes throughout the body, but they're also sometimes like chemicals and hormone shifts in our body. Mm. So literally we start to train the way we feel or the way we perceive our body to feel in a way that even if it's like anxious or so for me, having felt anxious to tie this all together my whole life even though i so desperately if you asked me i would tell you i so desperately want peace and relaxation the truth of the matter was i did not that was uncomfortable to me as Mm. crazy as that sounds because in that way not only was my neural my my network just firing 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 in that anxiety provoking Mm. way but when it wasn't i didn't feel right Mm. so i would go and seek and need on some level even though anxiety obviously was uncomfortable it was what i knew yeah so i make the argument that there's literally like a biological addiction that we have to a feeling sometimes which leads us to in a sense whether or not we're consciously aware of it or not go out and seek more of that
1: mm. it's almost like an emotional home per se i remember um i can't remember where i heard this but the um the idea of why um i can't remember what state it is but there's always a, there's a storm um every so often and in this particular place and it always just damages the homes yet these people never seem to move and it's just like you think like why don't you just move but that's their home and it's similar to the way that we also approach emotions is there's there's usually like a particular emotion or emotions that we sort of get stuck in right and we sort of always go back to these feelings or thoughts whatever they are in order to create these Mm. consistent situations like for me um i know i feel almost I, there was a time and time that where I always felt comfortable just being shy and down, you know what I mean? And like, just sort of timid and, and weak mm-hmm. almost. And that was like my comfort almost. And so it felt uncomfortable when I was this confident, powerful being, I'm like, wait, something's wrong. And then I'll sort of revert back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely.
0: And I think again, that's exactly then why sometimes we're, it's such a contradictory place to be because mm. I'm sure logically, objectively there might've been times where you that shy being, where you wanted to be mm. that confident guy. Right. But when you see yourself going out there, that's uncomfortable. Like I will always say change. Whenever I'm working with someone, there's a discomfort in just change, in doing something differently, because it does. It means that we're thinking differently and then we're feeling differently and then we're being differently. And difference doesn't isn't comfortable all the time, even if logically, you know, you want that difference and you can imagine a much better version of your life if you were different in that maybe more outgoing way to use your example when you do it it doesn't feel right mm. so you do you find yourself and then i think you find yourself in a in a like i said a contradiction a conflict because there's part of your mind that's saying what are you doing go out be confident go get that you know go land that job and go land that girl or yeah. whatever it is but you're not because you're it there's a dis a discomfort whenever you try to make that move forward
1: mm. And that's where that's actually just to tie literally everything up that we've just gone over in the last sort of 15 minutes. Um, That would literally come back to, okay. if you're more conscious, you are able to make that new choice where you can. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. If you continue to make that choice, it will become more natural. Right. And that's the sort of art of progression, right? The art of growth. Is that, is that correct yeah, to say? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. And then we throw some other tools in there, and you know, some of you might have heard this and maybe thought it was woo-woo. I know I did until I understood mm. what it was. But then when we start to practice new thoughts, which is what mantras or affirmations are, mm. we start to say new things consciously to ourselves mm. that are maybe in opposition. So, I am shy, I'm confident would be the new mantra, right? Mm. And then we start to practice what is called manifestation. Some of you might have heard that, which is where we literally start to practice feeling more confident, that's possible, right? And then we start to do that, now what are we doing? We're lighting a new thought, we're lighting a new feeling, and then we start to go out, and again, while it might be uncomfortable at first, we start to practice small ways of being more confident, saying hi to the barista. We do that now consistently enough, mm. Before we know it, the discomfort lessens and lessens and lessens, and then we observe the positive effects of it because we yeah. love to be reinforced, yeah. and we say, "Okay, the barista smiled back. This isn't so Aww. bad out here." That's and cool. then before we know it, we're becoming more confident.
1: Yeah, I love that. And um, that's also um, diving into what you just said about like the mantras and the affirmations and things like that. That's almost like utilizing the reticular activating system, right? In a way, it's sort of like you're creating this situation where you're um, you're, you're constantly focusing because where focus goes energy flows right so if you're focusing on these things you're more likely to produce energy towards those things and create that for yourself um that's that's i love that and that's a wrap thank you so much for tuning into this episode uh we'll be doing more bites going forward of some spectacular episodes and we'll get only the best content from those episodes so that you can listen to some really content information insight driven packed content uh and really short bursts and get the most out of it so this will be note worthy or note taking worthy uh content going forward so i really look forward to sharing more of the stuff with you because it's Absolutely mind-boggling in terms of the kinds of stuff that um, was shared at that time, and is timeless stuff, which is why I want to share it today. Um, But also, has it just gone under the radar based on the fact that I was just a newbie with the podcast thing? So now that we've got a little bit more traction with that, I want to uh, bring this kind of stuff and content to light today. So really excited to bring this forward. Uh, If you found this uh, interview insightful, please go ahead, and if you don't already, please follow. The holistic psychologist Dr. Nicole DePiero. All that stuff, uh, all that information is found in the description of this episode, so you can go there and find some links and also more info on that. Uh, she does have a number one best-selling book, uh, do uh, How to Do the Work. So, highly suggest getting that as well if you found this insightful. Now, of course, uh, it would do us a big favor if you can uh, give us a little shout out or um, even just mention uh, this episode to a friend that you think might benefit from this as this will allow us to continue to help more people, which is a goal of this podcast. So, um, that's it, I guess (laughs) I haven't done one of these outros in a minute, so I'm kind of getting lost with the outro, but I'm just going to end it here and say, thank you so much. Lots of love. I'll see you next time.